0: Hi guys, welcome to the Sorted Podcast. My name's Jamie and I'll be your guys' host. So, happy first episode. This is crazy. I have been wanting to start a podcast for a long time, it feels like, but I really was just scared, to be honest with you, of how it would be perceived, particularly by my peers. I was really scared that people I knew would find it and just Judge me and what I had to say, and all that stuff. But really, it came down to me graduating college where I realized that it was my choice to accept people's judgments. I guess, in college, just really feels like a bubble where everyone's just constantly judging you, to be honest. Um, much like high school, but a little bit on a smaller scale in some ways, and on a bigger scale in other ways, once you get to college. But, you know, once you graduate, it really becomes your choice to see who you want to see from college, and it's really a fresh start, so that's kind of why I was thinking there's no better time than the present to start this, and I got a lot to say, (laughs) to be honest with you, so, you know, let's, let's just dive right in. So... You know, first episode, I'm going to go through the laundry list, of course, what the podcast purpose is, what my background is, and really just what to expect in the future from this podcast. So I'll try to make it as quick as possible. I'm not even sure if people really care about all that stuff, but I think context is important. So I'll make this quick. So first and foremost, let's talk about the title of this podcast, Disordered. There's a parenthesis around the word order, and I'll touch on that too, but let's just talk about the word disordered first. So there's two definitions of disordered. One pertains to the mentality of disorder and the other refers to the physicality. So the mental definition is suffering from an illness or condition that disrupts normal physical or mental functions. And the physical definition is not neatly arranged or confused and untidy. The word that really stuck out to me in both definitions is confused. So disorder, whether physical or mental, leaves us super confused. We don't know which way to look or what's true of our thoughts versus disordered thinking, and that's really where it just becomes difficult to decipher what's true, what's a lie, what's your <laughs> mental you know, your mental state with everything, but that's kind of what I want this podcast to help with. I really want to hit on eating disorders specifically because that's what my experience is with, but there's also disordered thinkings of all kinds, like love styles, self-image, social interactions, the whole nine yards. And, you know, I, I definitely have experience with all of them, but eating disorders, I feel like are the most, you know, prominent in our culture, especially at the moment. So really going to hit on that, but I chose to parenthesize the word order in disorder because I want all of us to remember we can find order in the middle of our disorder through God specifically. He is really who got me out of my pit and really every pit I fall into because, you know, kind of feels often that I find myself either back in my eating disordered thoughts or any kind of mental state that's not the best every single time he gets me out. And I really want to share with you guys the miracles he's put in my life because I know specifically with any kind of eating disorder thought, or really just any disorder thought, you tend to feel alone because that's really the point of it. The disorder thought is trying to make you feel like no one can relate to you, you're alone in your thinking, and it's just such a dark place to be in. And I I feel like just with any kind of podcast, it really helps you feel not alone. I mean when I'm driving in the car I'll listen to podcasts nonstop because it just makes you feel like someone else is there. So with this podcast I really want to help people with their disorder thinking and again specifically around eating disorders is really what I'm going to hit on but I want people to know that they're not alone and that they don't have to stay in that disorder thinking mindset. So that's kind of the purpose of this podcast because if my eating disorder has taught me anything, it's that there's only one thing that can really fill your soul and that's gone. It's not anything the world has to offer us. It's not how we look physically or what we have or how people perceive us. It's really just god and your relationship with him and it's been a long journey to find that that's true but now that i have i just i really want people to know that the like the peace you can have once you figure that out is crazy it's insane And I'm not saying that it's like flipping a switch. And once I decided that I'm not gonna, you know, give into worldly things and X, Y, and Z, I've just been a, you know, perfect picture of peace. (laughs) Is that an alliteration? Is that what that word is? Anyway, it's not been that. It's definitely been up and down. I've had moments of, you know, just really good moments and I've had really bad moments still. So it's been a journey and that's what I want to share. But we'll hit on all of that more in depth in the future. So before we get any further, let me just tell you a little bit about my story. So I began dancing at age 14, which I know is super late if you know anything about the dancing world. Typically, people start as soon as they can walk, but I really fell in love with gymnastics first still pretty late didn't start gymnastics i think until i was maybe 12 but i just had this overwhelming fear of back tumbling you know going backwards so that's kind of when i was like okay i don't think gymnastics is for me and ironically i was just scrolling through the tv saw dance moms if i'm being completely honest with you guys saw them compete saw the pretty costumes they were wearing And just kind of the glamour of dance competitions. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna do that. But my parents were, you know, I'm the youngest of six girls, all girls, and they've all been through dance. They've all been through every sport imaginable. So when it came to me, my parents were like, we are not wasting any more money on these sports that they stick with for two months and then move on to the next one. So when I told them that I was interested in dance, they kind of were like, no, sorry, you know, figure it out yourself, but we're, we're done, which was understandable. And, and that's where YouTube came in. I started searching just the basics of dance. If anyone remembers KBM Talent on YouTube with Autumn Miller, that was my lifeline. I would spend hours watching her technique videos, teaching myself, which ironically, that's why I'm considered a lefty turner was because the videos are obviously mirrored in YouTube. And normally you would turn on your left foot to be a right turner. But I turn on my right foot to be a left turner because I didn't realize the videos were mirrored. So, fun fact for you. But anyway, because of this upbringing with dance, I really didn't have exposure to just everyday dancers in a studio. I was just teaching myself on YouTube. And I actually started enrolling myself in competitions. I choreographed my own solos and would just enter them in competitions, go by myself, compete and actually was doing pretty well. I was placing in the top five in almost every competition I went to, which is insane looking back on it. I really don't know how that happened, but besides the point. And, you know, it really wasn't until I would say high school that I was exposed to, you know, normal dancers, I guess you could say. I joined my dance team and everyone was just in love with dance, but it came with a lot of negativity, I guess. A lot of girls were just comparing their bodies and just, it was always a topic of conversation. People were always commenting about something in regards to their own body, in regards to other girls' bodies, in regards to eating, and it just really kind of stuck with me in my head. I started looking into You know quote-unquote healthy eating and it just became an obsession i just vividly remember sophomore year of high school is when i really just got into it just down this deep rabbit hole on google of what was considered healthy what was not considered healthy what was gonna hurt my body versus power it and sure it started off really innocent i'm sure but it just became an obsession. I just, I couldn't do anything without thinking about food. But I didn't know that wasn't normal. I was surrounded by people who were the same way. So, you know, why would why would I think that there was anything wrong with it? So I just kept going and going and going. And I'm sure anyone who has dealt with an eating disorder can relate to this. But people's feedback and comments about how I was looking were positive. They don't know the details of how I got there. So everyone is just, oh, you're so healthy. You're so healthy. I'm so jealous that you have that much self-control when they didn't realize it was taking over my entire life. And I didn't have an off switch. I didn't know how to not think about food. I didn't know how to not think about the calories I was consuming and things like that. And it really wasn't until I got to college, and this was kind of the turning point. It was sophomore year of college. It was right before we got sent home for quarantine. So this was in 2020. I remember that we had our some kind of event for my sorority, and I had to wear a dress. I had a date, and i did not care about the date whatsoever the guy i was taking i was just taking because one of my good friends was taking his best friend that she was interested in and if you know anything about college and greek life that is the most typical thing that will happen so i was taking this guy could not care less about him but for whatever reason i was just like okay i got to look really good in this dress so the day of the event, I just was not treating my body well. I really wanted to dance around some of the terms that people use around eating disorders. And you'll kind of see me do that. I, I just, I don't like certain words. I don't like talking about not eating. I don't like talking about starving yourself. I don't like talking about specifics of what the food I was eating was or wasn't eating. Because I don't want someone who's listening to this, first of all, get triggered. (laughs) Second of all, I don't want them to use what I say to fuel their eating disorder. And again, I'll get more in depth on all of this. But if you kind of see me tiptoeing around words or terms, just know it's because I know it's a sensitive subject. I know it's a sensitive topic and I really want to ease into it before people are really comfortable about talking about it. So just, you know, keep that in mind. But anyway, let's continue. So the day of the event, I just was not being good to my body because of how I wanted to look in this dress. And it was really bad. I was just not being kind to myself. I put the dress on and just, you know, I felt fine in it. It It wasn't that I thought I looked bad or anything, but I was so hungry. We'll just say that. I was very hungry. And now that I had the dress on, now that I took the pictures, I started binging. And I just ate so much, so much once the pictures were done to the point where I surpassed my level of fullness. I was not listening to my body cues. My <laughs> body cues, I didn't even have any at that point. My mind was completely confused on what was happening because I was not treating it well half the time. And then the other half, it didn't know when to be full because it didn't know when I would actually fuel it next. So my mind was super confused. I would just kept eating and eating and eating. And the next day, I remember was when everything got canceled. And that's kind of when I had this epiphany where I felt so guilty about the night before. So guilty. And now that everything was canceled, I kind of was stuck there thinking, well, well what what am I supposed to look good for? What am I supposed to dress for? What events do I have coming up that I'm I can work towards looking good for? and that's kind of when I was like I don't think this is necessarily a healthy mindset to be in and I kind of started you know googling it looking around it and I just vividly remember seeing this I don't remember if it was an Instagram post or on a website but I just vividly remember it saying that it's not normal to think about food 24-7 and that's kind of what hit me I was like what do you mean it's not normal that food is all i think about At, at breakfast i'm thinking about what i'm eating for lunch at lunch i'm thinking about what i'm eating for dinner at dinner i'm thinking about what i can eat for breakfast the next day it was going 24 7 my mind never was not thinking about what i was eating and i looked into the term orthorexia which if you're not familiar with orthorexia it's an obsession with healthy eating and again the surface doesn't necessarily seem like it would be a bad thing but orthorexia just consumed my entire life it's every single thought waking and even in my sleep i would just think about food and being healthy or what i thought was healthy and it was just it was bad and i didn't know it was bad until i realized it wasn't normal and that's kind of what jump-started you know, my recovery was realizing that it was an issue and it was a problem and the first thing I did was I told my family that I was struggling with this and I know that's not really a typical first step for people. A lot of people are, you know, they want to sweep their disordered thinking under the rug because, you know, whether they think it's a weakness that they don't want people to look at them differently or any other reason. They really, you know, kind of keep it to themselves a lot of the time. But I just remember thinking, you know, this was something I needed to share with someone just so I could start this journey because I, at that moment, I did want to get better. I, the guilt from the night before was just consuming me and I knew that it needed to change. I couldn't live like that anymore. So I knew I needed to be held accountable and that's why that was my first step fast forward it's been what two years over two years since that day and i can just tell you that it has been quite a journey it's been a long journey with lots of moments of i don't necessarily want to say relapse but i've been dealing with those demons for two years they don't go away and i'm sorry to say that if that scares you but It doesn't just disappear once you feel like you're healed, I guess. And maybe one day it will. Maybe one day I'll never have a disordered eating thought again. Who knows? And if it happens, I'll let you know. But it does still happen. But I can confidently say that my relationship with food is, you know, like a million percent better. So much better. And I think that you can get there too. I don't think you have to keep going the way you're going. So that's where I'm at. And I'm really happy with my relationship with food. Again, even with the ups and downs, I'm really, really happy how far I've come. I'm proud of myself. And I just, what really kick my desire to start this podcast was listening to the people around me and the comments they make about their body, the comments they make about food. It's just so disheartening that it's normal in our society to say those things or to think that way. And I don't think that's a good thing. And I think it needs to change. So I really wanted to start this so people can join the movement and want to change that and want to change how you think about yourself and how you think about other people's bodies and what you say about other people's bodies and knowing the impact your words have not only on other people but on yourself so that was a ramble i guess but i guess that's also kind of the point of this anyway so where is this podcast headed I want to just really dive in deep on the psychological part of eating disorders and how to really come out of it, how to just get out of that mindset, just move forward in that mindset, what you can do, how you can do it. Um, The goal is really to just get you out of that place. And I'm going to bring guests in to talk about things, hopefully some doctors, hopefully some therapists. The whole nine yards. I really want this to be useful. I want this to almost be a training, a new training to rewire your brain and how it thinks about food, how it thinks about itself, body-wise, I mean, <laughs> just everything. So if that interests you, definitely keep listening. I think this is headed in a really good direction. I'm really excited about the things coming. And you know, that's where we're at. But yeah, that's all I really have to say today. I just wanted this to kind of entice you to keep listening. So if it does, then I don't even know how podcasts work, to be honest. Like, do you subscribe? I don't know. I'm like a YouTuber at heart. I don't know. But yeah, just be on the lookout because exciting things are coming. But anyway, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and or week or whenever it is not sure weekend whenever you're listening (laughs) night i don't know but i will talk to you guys in the next one bye